0: In this episode, I'll be sitting down with Michelle. Me and Michelle speak about how she felt like she had imposter syndrome in the beginning of motherhood, the effect that becoming parents can have in your marriage and what it's like to be the first out of your friends to have a baby and the importance of keeping those friendships alive. Stay tuned and I hope you enjoy this episode. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Moms That Meet podcast. Today, I'll be sitting down with Michelle, I actually grew up with Michelle, um, well basically, yeah, like sisters. Um, since we have got older and we've become mums, I feel like we haven't really shared our motherhood journey together and I know we've had different experiences and all that type of stuff, so I'm excited to have her on the podcast today so she can share her journey. Michelle, do you want to give a little bit of background to yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much
1: for having me. Um, as I said, I'm Michelle. We grew up together. Um, Silla so was basically like the sister I never had for a very long time. <laughs> Um, Until I had a sister. So, um, yeah, I'm 28 years old and I'm a first time mom to my one year old son, Elijah. Um, I work in finance and um, I've just recently returned back to work and I'm just trying to figure out what life is now with a one year old child.
0: Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the Mum Life. So we could just get straight into it. So did you plan to become a mum or was it a surprise? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was definitely a surprise. Um oh, it wasn't it wasn't planned. We had spoken about it. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was some be something that happened like a bit later. later on. Yeah, a bit later. How did you then. actually
0: find out then?
1: Um so, <laughs> so it was actually a few days after um our wedding. Oh, um wow. yeah, so basically it's such a weird I
0: mean, you would have been pregnant at the wedding then yeah
1: but I did know. I genuinely didn't know so um what happened was I I always go back to the my conversation with my seamstress I, I was getting my dress sewn obviously <laughs> last minute as you do I yeah. probably had the same experience as me so yes. I remember bringing up in conversations to my seamstress my period hasn't come yet but I hadn't even associated it with, with me being pregnant I yeah. literally thought and she even said, oh, it's probably just the stress of the wedding. You know what,
0: though? I said this to Claire, that, um, the last guest, because she said hmm. the same thing. Has,
1: hmm.
0: Is your period like that, though? Because mine's really regular. So I feel like if I missed it, I would know straight away. Or no. like, just didn't really think, just no way it could be possible.
1: It's regular. But it's not, like, on exactly the same day. And I guess, okay. yeah, so I just I just thought to myself, if it's not today, it will come, like, in a couple of days' time. So I thought, if in a couple of days' time, then maybe I'd be worried. But at the same time, I never in a million years thought I was pregnant. I just thought, because of everything that's going on, I'm just go, go, go at the moment, here, there, yeah, and everywhere. Yeah. Then, obviously, it must be the stress. And <laughs> I think because I had the conversation and somebody else has said the same thing, like, that I was thinking, yeah, it kind yeah. of validated what I was thinking in terms of, yeah, it must be the stress. So... Wedding happened. Few days have passed. Nothing. So I was a bit like, mm, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit strange. So um, yeah, I decided to buy a test, and um, <laughs> I checked. I was actually in Nando's with a couple of my friends at the time. Oh, when well, you did the test,
0: <laughs> I just no couldn't wait. I, way. I, I was in did, Nando's. Did you the had whole moral time. support? Did they know what you was doing?
1: No, no, no. I literally just went, and uh, the whole time I was because I bought it to take it at home. When I like when I got home that afternoon, but I just was thinking about it the whole time. So I was like, Do you know what? I'm just gonna do it here. So yeah. I <laughs> I done it in Nando's toilet. The two lines came and I was literally like, What? Um yeah, and then I went home and told Coach. I took a video of it of it. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah, I took a video of him. It was actually I'm really happy I did actually because he was genuinely so shocked and I guess we were on such a high because we literally just got married. Got as married. Well. Oh yeah. So it was yeah, it was really nice. But a shock. Oh,
0: that's lovely. I felt like, whoa. You can already imagine our experience. It wasn't like I'm glad I didn't film this. So. It would have been scary. But um, yeah. So then, obviously, you found out that way. So then, what about like your pregnancy and your birth? Like, what was that like?
1: Um, pregnancy was fine. I mean, the only thing I would say, um, <coughs> if anyone from work is listening to this, they're going to be shot because I basically had to lie <laughs> oh, really? at work and say I didn't know. So sorry, guys, if you if you do hear this, but um. <coughs> I literally had just started a job um, I think a f- few weeks after I got married so I literally just found out I was pregnant before I started the job oh so wow I was thinking oh my god like what am I going to do? it was after the interview as well so I was like what am I going to do I've gone to this interview um, I'm starting this job if they found out I'm pregnant how are they going to behave you know you don't really yeah, yeah.
0: know it's it's worrying for mums and women mm-hmm. to be fair because you, you they could take it away and that's the thing I mean obviously it's against the law to do so but there's so many yeah, ways around it
1: exactly exactly I think if I'd been there for longer and I'd like found my feet in the company, I don't think I w- it would have been an issue. I wouldn't have worried. But yeah. because I just started and obviously I was on probation, I was worried. I was like, they're probably not going to pass my probation. And then there's the whole thing around obviously having to wait like, we well, don't have to, but waiting for like three months before you even tell anyone, which I think is a whole other discussion in itself, which I don't think it should even be the case anyway, because I'm not saying the world should know. It's, it's up to you. But why do you have to hide it?
0: yeah
1: yeah it's true it's so true. yeah so I was dealing with that and then obviously having to wait for my probation to be over and like do I tell them do I not so that was stressful for me every day like <laughs> when I was getting dressed in the morning I'd be like to coach like my other half oh um can you see my bum like yeah you know, it was just stressful and yeah, yeah I, I, it wasn't nice So, yeah, that was my journey, but in terms of the actual pregnancy itself, no, it was absolutely fine, like, you know, um, no complications, I think the only thing that I think I had was, like, a few days before I was meant to give birth, I remember waking up, like, in the night having, like, sweats, and I was just felt really, I just didn't feel right, like, and then I felt like I lost my mucus plug. so I was like, is this this D-Day, is is he coming? So, I went to hospital, and they were saying that I actually had a urine infection, but there was just no symptoms, so I'm really happy I went in. And they said that my, um, something in my blood, like a platelet level or something like that was low. So um, I needed to, um, that needed to increase. If it remained low, then they'd actually have to induce me, which was something I really didn't want oh, wow. to happen. So, yeah, that's the only thing I will say a couple of days before that was an issue. But aside from that, it was pretty. And
0: then the birth and everything, that was all good as well.
1: The birth, yeah, that was actually, yeah, I was, <laughs> I think I was so like apprehensive of how the birth was going to be. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, obviously, you know, it was a horrific pain, but I made it through. It wasn't
0: as bad as you it wasn't it was as
1: bad today. as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. And like me and my mum always made jokes with each other because my mum always says that like, I can't take pain. So yeah. <laughs> we were always kind of joking, like how the hell am I gonna get through this childbirth? And um she was actually with me in the room as well and you know, oh. she kind of commended me as well. Like it was, it wasn't that bad and it was actually a really nice experience because um I met these People from you know, NCT, National is it Children's Trust, I think. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, they actually were looking for people to um, take photos of during the birth experience because they were looking to update their res- their resources and their pictures were really outdated. Yeah. So they were like, if we can take pictures of like your whole birth experience, then we'll give you a, the, the photo shoot pictures for free. And oh, wow. um, yeah, obviously we'll use some of the pictures. And it's really nice because now I have these photos of my childbirth that I can actually
0: look, back, look on. back
1: on which is, is really nice and maybe i can show some of them <laughs> to elijah when, <laughs> when he gets older so that that's a really nice experience as well
0: that's good to hear though you know because you hear people get good pregnancy bad birth or mm. bad pregnancy good birth mm. so it's good to hear that you actually had a good all rounder. because i feel yeah. like i didn't so that's the one big thing that puts me off even thinking about having a child because yeah. i thought that pregnancy was Awful. Mm. I don't want to do that again, but, mm. No, that's really good to hear. So then obviously, so you've had Elijah now, so what was it like adjusting to motherhood? Was it struggled? It felt like it came natural to you?
1: I think parts of it came naturally, just like the love and the bond. I know not everyone kind of gets that immediate bond, but yeah, yeah. I felt like that bit kind of just came naturally, like yeah there's no manual to tell you how to love your child it just it's just there isn't it so yeah yeah um that part yeah was natural I think other parts such as like there's times when he'll be crying in the night and he just wasn't settling and I just kind of felt like oh my god like (laughs) am I a bad mum do I know what I'm doing because I can't set my own child and um when I gave birth I went to my mum's and stayed with my mum for a bit just to get a bit of extra support and I think your mum's the best person to give that to you really yeah definitely I say to my mum and there'll be times where she would come in and she'd literally just sue him straight away. And I was like, what? Like, I know.
0: It's annoying as well, isn't it? Because it's like, I know. Well, I want to know what I'm doing. Exactly.
1: I want to just have that. Because I just felt like my mum, even though she's not done it for years, she just had that that natural thing where she could just sue him straight away and he was just comfortable. So I was just like, why don't I have that? And he's my child. So why don't I have that with my own child?
0: But, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, you get you get them, it's fine. But, yeah, I think parts of it was natural, parts of it just took time to adjust exactly. to And yeah, in, in terms of adjusting as well, I think mentally, like, I always had the thing when I was pregnant, I kind of would sometimes get upset because I was like, oh, my God, when I have this child, life is not going to be the same and I'm not mm. going to have that freedom to just get up and do what I want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it was a hard thing for me to get my head around. And so I think when I first did have him, I was like, wow, like... <laughs> Life and then is... you deal
0: with that. Yeah,
1: life is yeah. different now. So yeah. yeah.
0: It is hard to actually take it all in and realise how different your life is now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. crazy. And then so what type of mum did you think you would be versus the type of mum that you actually were? Do you know what? I guess probably all through the year as well, not mm. just the newborn stages, because I guess the type of mum you are kind of changes with the stage as well, Definitely.
1: So I think when I was pregnant, I didn't really... I was thinking about this actually earlier. When I was pregnant, I don't think I even thought too much about the after bit when Elijah actually was born. I think I was mm-hmm. so obsessed with the pregnancy, um, at what like what's going to be happening to my body, what's going to be happening to the baby at this stage, at this week, how big he's going to be. I didn't really put a lot of time into what am I going to do when he comes, Yeah. yeah <laughs> how I'm going to be. But I yeah. guess I kind of always just you know you always say it's going to be hard it's going to be this but I never really I just thought I'll be able to deal with it it's fine like I thought i would just be able to slide right into it everyone always just looks like they've got their ish together so I just thought I'll be yeah. the same so I thought I'd still be able to go and do the cooking it would just be a doddle like just do everything yeah
0: um, yeah
1: I guess them. our mums
0: as well they make they make it look easy
1: they make it look easy honestly and even I guess if they are struggling they wouldn't They'll just show get on it. with it. They wouldn't show it to us. So it just I just thought I'd slot right into it, it'll be fine. There were days literally where I'd be like, Oh my god, when am I gonna get a shower? When am I gonna eat? Because sure. <laughs> like, you know, like I wouldn't shower shower till last thing at night sometimes because I just didn't have time or I was just so tired. So I think it's I I guess it's kind of like Instagram versus reality, like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically, you think it's gonna be perfect, you think you're just gonna slot right in and then you get into the situation, it becomes very real and it's a bit overwhelming, so...
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's true, that's
0: true. So obviously I spoke to you previously and we kind of spoke about imposter syndrome a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to talk about that, how that kind of made you feel and your experience with that?
1: Yeah, I guess just even from what I was saying about when you see other people and it just seems on the outside, like, they have everything together, like, everything just seems a doddle, everything seems fine. I think with me... (laughs) I didn't feel like that, like, I felt like, I still probably do feel like I am kind of just winging it, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Then,
1: I think the more you actually speak to people, the more you actually realise everyone's just winging it, like, no one really has their edge together, as as, as it no. seems. I so... don't know if
0: I've ever spoke to anyone in there, like, yeah, I've got it, it's easy. Exactly. Like, not one person, so. Because it's, it's not, true. but it just
1: seems like it, because you're not in it at the time, I guess, with that situation, so, yeah, um... I guess as well, I think I was saying to you when we spoke previously, like when you first, when I first came home with Elijah, obviously everyone was coming to visit, all the, like lots of aunties and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone gives their advice, which is nice. And obviously it comes from a place of love and it's just because they care about you that they give the advice. But it can be quite overwhelming and it can make you feel like, do you not think that I know what I'm doing? Do you not think I'm capable? I know, yeah. I guess they probably... Like I was trying to think of it from, an, like someone who's older than me's perspective, I'm always going to be a baby to them. Just like how I see mm. my younger sisters, that no matter how old they're going yeah, like, to be, yeah, like literally
0: when I see your sisters, I still see the small girls. <laughs> I do ever see like the teenagers. Exactly, in it's crazy.
1: Exactly. So and you know the young, the middle one, Alicia's going to be like 21 in June, which to wow. me is crazy. How can you be 21? You're I still remember still being me. born. That's <laughs> not. So yeah. um... I think they always just going to see me as little Michelle, so that's why they're giving that advice. But yeah, I can do. I'm I am capable, but it just comes across like you know that they think you're not. I think
0: as well, like culture wise, they kind of got to feel like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, of course, have to say something to prove I kind of know about this lifestyle to keep that kind of comment is not helpful. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. And you know, I guess at the beginning, I kind of did struggle with that, and I did feel like even when I went out and stuff and you saw other mums, like, I still felt like they knew more what they were doing than I did, kind of thing. Whereas yeah, we've both yeah. been through the same experience. We've both given birth. We've both had a child. So what makes you more qualified than me? Nothing.
0: Exactly. We're just yeah.
1: going on different journeys. So, yeah, that's kind of how I did feel. And <clears throat> that's, I think, when I kind of started just jotting things down because I just felt very overwhelmed with everything. And
0: yeah,
1: I'm, in my, like, immediate group of friends, I'm the first one to have a child. So... There's yeah. no one really that I speak to about these kind of things.
0: Yeah, I feel like as well, even if you have mum friends, because obviously we like we know each other, we're mums, mm. but it's not really something you pick up the phone and be exactly. like, Michelle like I really yeah. can't cope can you cope like <laughs> you, you just don't really you know exactly like, you don't do well you should be able to do that but exactly. like, you don't do that and that's what we kind of all need to start breaking a bit more and being yeah a bit more honest about so obviously you just said there like how much it affected you so I'm mean, guessing that affected your confidence and stuff as well obviously confidence as a mum but yeah. did that like run through to like confidences like Michelle and that type of thing too
1: yeah definitely because you kind of just doubt yourself and I guess you're already for me I felt like in a vulnerable place anyway because like your hormones are all over the place like you look different everything's just yeah. different life is just different it's just not as you knew it so yeah okay. I definitely de- did not my confidence like, I wouldn't even at the beginning I didn't even take Elijah outside because oh, wow. I just felt I just had all these thoughts like oh my god what if he starts crying um what am I gonna do what if he poos what am I gonna do like yeah. no nah, it's nothing like if he cries it's fine so be it like I'll manage it but you just don't have that. Anxiety is real. Is exactly, it? honestly. And I just didn't have that confidence in myself at the time to know that if he cries, it's absolutely fine. You can deal with it. You're his mum and it'll be okay. So yeah. just little things that I take for granted now. Yeah, it just majorly knocked my confidence in those aspects, definitely.
0: Yeah. And I feel like confidence is a big one like, well, that I dealt with. So like, like you said, obviously it affects your confidence, like being a mum and stuff. But then mm. I, it really followed through for me, with like everything else. Mm. So then like, Even like in how I was dressing, because like Mm -hmm. you said, you don't even look the same. Yeah, this confidence, even it sounds silly, but you go to groups before. I probably wear jeans and a crop top, I wouldn't think I wouldn't want to wear that to the group. Not only because I feel fat, but I just feel like, should I even be wearing that? Yeah, how are you going to be perceived? Yeah, that stuff, but yeah, that's it's just. It is just a proper roller coaster of emotions that you have to kind of deal with while being a mum at the mm-hmm. same time. You just started going back to work not even too long ago, right? Yeah, but, that's correct. So yeah. how have you adjusted into that? And then also like the run up to that, because i never went back to work and I even had serious anxiety even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you?
1: Okay, so yeah, I literally went back to work. I think it's just over a month. So I think I went back around the 9th of March. So it's literally a couple of weeks. Oh, wow.
0: So you long. <laughs> yeah exactly
1: so that has been a bit strained in itself so um I think okay leading up to work Mm -hmm. leading up to going back to work I was kind of looking forward to it because the reason I decided to go back I had a bit of a time when I was thinking should I go back or should I not Mm -hmm. um and I decided to go back I would say mainly because of the social element of things like
0: yeah
1: my job's not particularly where I want to be in terms of my career, it's not something you know that mm-hmm. I aspire to do in my life. So it's not that I went back because I love my job. I just went back because I enjoy going into work, I enjoy interacting with people, I work with yeah. a set of people. So that was something I guess which will be part of my week, which I will just do for myself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that was the main reason I decided to go back. So <laughs> for me, being at home, working up from home, it's not really it's I so weird. I always say to people when everyone's asking me how I'm coping. When I was pregnant, because my company um have actually always allowed us to work from home so ever since I started, oh, okay. which That's has cute. been yeah, something that I really liked about the company, so when I was pregnant, it was i loved it, I loved working from home because I didn't have to get up and do the commute when you're pregnant, which is something is not not ideal um going into the city, so yeah, um. I used to really enjoy working from home, but now I feel quite isolated working from home because the thing that I went in to do, to socialise with people and have my time, I'm just st- stuck it's back like in the house the yeah, yeah. So Yeah, but I, I was looking forward to it. And um, another thing I guess was mum guilt kind of cropped in as well
0: because
1: yeah. I remember when I was young, my parents, I didn't go back full-time. I went back part-time. I just decided on two days. Yeah, when I, yeah, when I was young, my parents both worked full-time and I had a childminder who was, oh, she was lovely. Like, we got on so well. I still actually speak with her now. um You know, really, really good. But I always kind of had that feeling of everyone else's parents pick me up from school.
0: Mm-hmm. And my
1: parents don't. There's certain, like, plays and stuff my parents can't come to because they're at work. They work, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't feel less loved or anything like that because I knew that they had to go to work. But it was always just something in the back of my mind that, oh, I wish you could come to this. or I wish you can just pick me up from yeah. school sometime. So I don't want... I'm 28 and I still remember that feeling. I don't want my son to have that same feeling in my, like my parents in. So I kind of just wanted to balance work and being a mum, which is yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, that makes
0: Okay, so you said that you, you kind of wanted to go back to work because the more of the social element, which yeah, yeah. makes sense, obviously, because talking to kids all day will turn you crazy. In fact, I remember um, watching this TED Talk thing where it was like... Um, stay-at-home mums like because you don't talk to people m- much you have loads of thoughts yeah and naturally your thoughts like criticize yourself mm-hmm. and all those type of things and so mm-hmm. then that's what makes the mental state not great and then you yeah. have to push to do things for yourself so that you're not in that mental state as much yeah so I thought well, obviously you started diary of a mad black mother that's right right yeah like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like how did that come about and what's your intention with that
1: um, so yeah, as you say, like I was at home and I just had a lot of, I um, say thoughts that I was doing nothing with, and I just felt like, just in general, I wasn't using my brain not for anything because obviously I was looking after a child, making sure he's healthy and yeah, know, happy. but it's I was a lot
0: of brain work as well because I like <laughs> think because it comes sometimes naturally to us, you don't realize how much effort you put into it, but like, mm. it yeah, it's quite hard as well.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just a different kind of way of using your brain to what yeah, you did before. Exactly. Need to go for. exactly. So, yeah, I guess. I just felt like I wasn't doing anything. I kind of got to a point where I was kind of like, what's my purpose? Like, okay, I know I'm Elijah's mum, but what am I doing for myself to make me happy? Like, Yeah. Where- at what point
0: of his life do you feel like that started to pop into your mind? Was like, that from the beginning you felt like that? Or was it no. like later something
1: or I think later on, at the beginning, I think it was, I was just like, okay, what do I do? Like, I just need to get into this mum thing. Like, how do I be a mum? And I think later on, you, I built my confidence. So I kind of... Got my groove a bit, you know. Like, I wouldn't say I'm I'm not an expert by all means, but <laughs> I got into a groove that worked for me and Elijah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess other things kind of came into my mind. Like, okay, now I've got this. So, what about me now? I guess there was a bit of time, more time to think about exactly. myself. Yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even
1: though I probably should have thought about myself in the beginning as well. But you, you don't yeah,
0: think but it's good. hard. You've got to adjust, haven't you? So. It, exactly.
1: And I'm so, sure yeah. you
0: have, when you have your second child or your third or whatever, it probably won't be the same. So, mm
1: hmm. Yeah so um, yeah I'll say later on maybe when Elijah got to about six seven months I kind of started thinking you know I've got all this kind of like a not energy but like a, you know when you have like a pent-up energy and you just want to do something with it it was like yeah. that, I had the, all these thoughts but and you know as I say I had no one to directly talk to I, I you know I don't really open up that easily to everyone I only have like a few people that I'll kind of open up with to. so even having this idea was kind of scary to me because it's not something that I would usually do it's not it's not really within my comfort zone yeah but, yeah <laughs> um i just thought to myself. i just started journaling um because as i say i just i had all these thoughts i needed to do something with it so i just started writing things down uh, a couple of things i was grateful for each day and then just like an overview overview of my day yeah
0: um
1: and then i i, think, I guess as you go on like instagram and stuff and you go to baby groups and you speak to other people you kind of realize that you're not the only person that's going through all these kind of things like yeah so i thought do you know what what I'm writing might actually be helpful to somebody else, so let me just kind of put it out there and see if anyone else can, you know, relate to it, and just see if I can help somebody. Um, as well, I kind of felt like I followed like um a lot of people on social media, like um Stacey Solomon, Mrs. Hinch, people oh, that yeah. are, like yeah, new moms as well, kind of around the same time as me actually. Their their children are very similar in age to Elijah, and they're not afraid to show their truths of motherhood.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They're, especially say Solomon, I actually absolutely love her videos. Like I just think she's so like she doesn't care. She just yeah, she's so, so just convinced. real with it, isn't she? Exactly. Like she does have tap to tidies, and you know their house isn't always pristine. Um, and that's
0: really important to see, you know, because I feel like for me, I sometimes I'm like, how how do you have these kids in your house and your house looks like that?
1: It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real. So if say Solomon's house is messy, then you know our house is <laughs> my all house messy. can also be messy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But then I just kind of felt like. Yeah, that's great, but there's no one that. Although I can relate to that, there's no one that looks like me, yeah. that. Well, not that I know of that does these kind of things that mm-hmm. I've got to the same kind of platform. You know, you have all these podcasts. I li- also listen to Stacey pod um Stacy podcast, <laughs> Stacey Solomon's podcast. <laughs> I actually didn't know she had one. I need to.
0: Listen yeah, to it. yeah,
1: yeah, it's quite, quite good actually. It's only a few episodes, but it is really good. Um, and I've recently started listening to like Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Oh,
0: my favorite, it's like, good, it's really actually, good. I
1: love it, I love it, really good. And I just think you know, I think it would be nice if black women had a, a thing like that as well, with like yeah. a big celebrity who we could kind of look up to and think, you know, yeah. it's okay. Um, it's all well and good, you know, when you go on social media celebrating everyone's wins and like when things go well and stuff, but. I think as a new mum, sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming just seeing the winds and thinking, well, why isn't my life like this? Mm-hmm. Like Because you do naturally compare. I'm sorry, everyone yeah, does. You do, you do. It, it happens. So I just think, just I wanted to try, kind of change up the way that people saw motherhood. So I'm still kind of getting in myself, you know. You don't naturally, when something goes bad, think, oh, let me just pick up my phone and film this bad thing that's happening. It's not a natural thing that comes to you. Yeah. But, um, yeah what do, what does happen to me when something bad does happen, I do tend to write about it. So I thought, okay, let me see if I can just put this out there and see if, you know, I can be someone that somebody else that looks like me can relate to. But I don't just want to limit myself to just being for black women because it's not just black women that experience these things. Yeah. Everyone experiences them. But I feel like with um, black people, mental health isn't, it's still a taboo. It's not something yeah. that is openly discussed, like, not with pride, but, you know, it's not openly discussed. It's kind of like... A shameful topic which is yeah i feel being...
0: like like our parents age especially my mom who's in her 60s it's not even a thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like you need to pray or something like that it's just not a thing but that's something for me like mums that mean inclusivity is obviously important because i feel like yeah you got your Stacey solomons and your Giovanna Fletcher's mm. and all of that and sam fairs i love all of their shows it's i love all yeah. of their platforms but it's true you don't see many of people that look like us up there and yes yeah. we all relate but I think we'll learn so much if we actually can just put everyone's journey together yeah and actually yeah. understand people's journey and I think it's even so much more than um, ethnicity because even like um I don't want to say class but there is like, you know, mm-hmm. like for example some people that get support in buying houses and stuff but mm. so then when they have children and stuff they have that in place yeah whereas some people don't have that so yeah. then it's also a different motherhood journey for you because you're then living with your parents mm. at first and all those type of stuff but yeah um, no definitely it's definitely good and I love um your newsletter especially the April one I was like yes yes especially even um the product of the month oh yeah that black was a machine yeah I know <laughs> machine is.
1: Oh my, oh my god! Honestly,
0: like
1: <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that prep machine. Honestly, because well, I I just remember at the beginning warming up, like uh, making bottles of boiled water and cooling it down the tap. And I was just thinking, this is not life. Like, I can't honestly, be <laughs> cooling down the game,
0: and especially because you can pop and move it. And I don't know if you know, but they've got newer versions that don't make the
1: sound. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know they didn't make a sound. I just, I've seen the newer version, but I've always wondered what's different about it. Yeah. I don't know
0: that's not there okay it's also a game changer because in the middle of the night the noise is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but you'll take it if the the water's going to be ready exactly exactly but yeah no I really did love I love this newsletter and obviously with lockdown and stuff what I really liked is the honesty you said about you and your partner as well and I yeah. feel like that's like one thing that's also not spoken about as much is how much your relationship changes when you actually have a child and you guys you guys got married so the relationship's going to change to a certain extent because of that and then you became parents so like how did that like all affect everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I guess at first there was as I say there was just days where I'd literally just be at home and start crying (laughs) and I guess he he was kind of like what's this what's wrong with this girl like it's fine like don't worry you'll be okay um but then yeah when when Elijah first came I guess there wasn't any time for each other anymore. Like all your time yeah. and energy is just focused into just keeping that little. And one how long
0: was you two together before you actually? Let's say before Elijah actually
1: was born. Yeah. Um, we met in two thousand and fourteen, and I think we were official and at the beginning of two thousand and
0: fifteen. So. So you guys had like before, a good couple of years. Yeah, just to Yourself years. must have been really hard.
1: To yeah, because there have was that always that, that. Yeah, and everything was always with us. Like we obviously did plan like date nights and stuff, but we just had that let's get up and go here or you know one of our yeah. friends will call us and be like oh let's go out and you know we really enjoyed going out together um having a drink and you know going to the cinema just different things we just enjoyed going out together and I guess having Elijah <laughs> kind of put it that on hold hard. Yeah, yeah you can't really do that as much I mean we do try to every now and again now like um both of our parents and um, my coach's parents are, are really supportive and you know they'll have Elijah but I guess you just don't want to Always be, exactly, yeah exactly like giving them you want to spend time with him as well so yeah we just had to find ways to make it work but at the beginning oh my god like <laughs> i found him so annoying like i think i was just in this bubble with me and elijah i just didn't want anyone else anywhere like you know, yeah. yeah you feel bad if
0: you think about it you do have to feel bad for them a little bit because like they was your number one person and yeah get pushed away yeah just straight away and they kind yeah. of get told yeah just deal with it because you've got a child <laughs> now but it's like, at the same time, like you said, you're in a bubble with your child. It's just like, you can't help it. Yeah. So do you think, like, you guys kind of... Did you, like, kind of coast and then realise, hold on, we haven't spent loads of time to each other? Mm. Or was it constantly, we're not spending time, we're not spending time?
1: I think we drifted apart, definitely. And, like, we didn't really check in on each other to see, like, how we were doing. So I think it kind of just reached a bit of a boiling point. Like, yeah. um, we just bicker about stupid things. Like, I'm a lot of the time, it would just be, I'll be moaning at him for like (laughs) not doing something the same way that I do it
0: yeah but (laughs) in hindsight
1: he wasn't doing it wrong it's just he was doing it in a different way he wants to
0: do it yeah Yeah, exactly
1: it still works like but just because it's not the way that I want to do it doesn't mean it's wrong and it was just silly but I guess at the time like all my hormones all over the place like I guess he just got the brunt of everything and how how I was feeling
0: yeah, no, that makes sense. So, you gotta kind of learn to pick your battles with those ones as well. Yeah, it?
1: I'm still learning.
0: Yeah, we all <laughs> are. We all are. <laughed. laughs> Especially <laughed>. <laughs> even now we're in, back in lockdown. <laughs> like every day, I'm like, is it worth it? Are you? Do you really feel passionate enough to bring it up <laughs> like these? So like yeah. now then do you guys make a conscious effort to do things? To yeah. Like obviously we can't all get out every time but you do like date nights at home or <laughs> even just, you know, film together or whatever it
1: is. Yeah, we're big on like watching um Koja's always been really big on film, so we've always like watched films together and stuff. That's been like our thing. So yeah, we do try and watch like things on Netflix together, series and stuff like that. Um but then just in terms of like I guess when you watch films you don't really get to like conversate. So we try yeah. to do things together as well but I actually feel like lockdown's been really good for us as a couple because Mm -hmm. we kind of well for me I always kind of felt like date night oh we need to go out we need to to feel like we've done something different but in actual fact you don't and Mm -hmm. you can do these things every day like um in my April um April newsletter I kind of done a bit of a section on you know how to keep the spark alive with your like um Quarantine partner during lockdown. Yeah, and some of the things that we've done. So we um made some like rum punches together, like different types of rum punch. Oh wow, it was really nice. I'm um, rum punch.
0: You know, I'm so jealous. Oh, I'll give you the recipe. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, we made some rum punch, and then we had a night where we made dinner. Just like put some candles on, played some like playing cards. Uh, which yeah which was really nice and we've never actually sat down and played like um cards together so that was it was really nice actually a really nice evening so you don't need to go out to keep the spark alive you don't need to go and spend like loads of money it's just little things yeah and um another thing we've done as well which we probably should have done ages ago but I only just really heard of it not that long ago was like find out what each other's love languages were as well
0: oh okay yeah yeah
1: Yeah, yeah. just to reconnect so I feel like we've really kind of reconnected over the last few months I think we drifted apart when Elijah was first born and just had really silly bickers about silly things and then yeah we've kind of just started to find our feet again because it's a a new chapter isn't it as a couple yeah being used to doing things on your own and then all of a sudden you know a baby comes and (laughs) interrupts all of that and you've got to find out you know who you are as parents as well as being somebody's wife and um yeah, I guess as well, one thing that makes me a bit sad sometimes um, is that we didn't really get to enjoy the first, like, year or so of just being Man. a married couple, which is also Ooh. a new chapter. It kind of just all merged into one. So, yeah, yeah, but it is what it is. I get
0: that. Yeah, but do you know what? Taking what it was as well, because we, I think, me and Tess officially got together in November and we had the twins the following October. So, mm. like, at least you had the years yeah. before together. And yeah. like, to be fair, I was even say to Tess, I kind of feel like, we're so strong today because of what we've been through and it yeah. sounds like the same with you guys because now yeah. you've drifted apart and then come back together you're stronger yeah. than ever
1: honestly yeah
0: so it's definitely a great feeling because I feel like sometimes when you're going through it you're like is this really my life? Like, is this actually really <laughs> happening? And then you get over it and you're like, do you know what? Life is actually great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really not. not it's like, good. when you're in the moment, that's why they always say you shouldn't make, shouldn't make decisions when you're angry. And, you know, it's actually true because yeah. when you're in the midst of it, it seems like it's the worst thing ever. But when you look back and you're just like, you're just being melodramatic. It's really not as bad as Yeah, you it's not as bad as it is. Good. And
0: it's that's bad. another thing, though. Um, normalizing that happening within couples because people like even i was speaking to a friend recently and she's mm. not a parent but she just got into a relationship yeah and they're having like small bickers about communication and all those type of things and it's yeah. like it's actually really normal probably a lot of couples don't tell you about it yeah so it's that... normal because you're two different people two different communication styles and love languages so you've got to find a way that kind of works for both of you so yeah you know, like just being able to talk about that and let it be known
1: yeah and that's Fine, why i get through it exactly and i think that's another thing with um diary of a mad Black mother that i wanted to kind of like put forward as well i don't want to be couple goals or you know family goals or anything like that i don't think we should look to anybody else's family and I think what family like goals. I exactly that. i don't want to i feel like if someone ever comments on my post family goals or couple goals i'm doing what i'm meant to be doing wrong like That's not what I'm setting out to do. I don't want to have, like, as much as I absolutely love when I go on Instagram and I see people that have, like, a really glossy feed, I think it looks lovely. Um, I don't want to have a glossy feed. I don't. I just want to be, like, as real as I can and just show that, yeah, I'm in a relationship but, you know, we do have times where I absolutely can't stand him and he has times when he absolutely can't stand me. And it's actually okay. Like, it's it's pretty normal. It's not going to be all rosy every single day.
0: I think I remember hearing once, it's like, in a relationship you kind of have to learn how to like argue and dispute as well as learning how to love each other because mm. that is going to happen you'll yeah. be lying if that happens if that is yeah. having a relationship there's something wrong with the relationship yeah exactly but it's just how you're dealing with it is the biggest thing so yeah. no it's true okay so let's start wrapping up then so what would what advice would you give to any new mums out there or that you'd even give to yourself if you go on to have more children
1: I think number one <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself if if yeah. I could go back in time this is another thing I actually talked about in um April's um newsletter just like 10 things I'll tell myself this last, yeah yeah last year as a new mom um yeah don't be so hard on yourself <laughs> it's really you're really not you're really doing okay like you're just you're adjusting to the new chapter of your life and yeah just take each day as it comes you're doing okay as long as your child's happy and healthy it's absolutely fine um yeah. People are always going to give you advice, and that's probably going to be from what I can see all throughout your motherhood's journey. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I reckon even like, in fact, they definitely do. My mom was still getting stuff when I was getting married. People telling her, "Oh, you should tell Silla to do this." So <laughs> my mom's in her sixties, so we better take hold on for the ride.
1: <laughs> so I just think it's you know just accept that most of the time it's coming from a place of love, as I've said. Yeah,
0: it's true.
1: Whatever you do with that information is absolutely up to you. Just because someone's advice you doesn't mean that you have to do it. So mm-hmm. you can just nod and get on with your day. You know, it doesn't have to be a, oh, well actually no, I'm going to do this. Just take it as you want to take it. If you want to use it, that's great. Because sometimes advice is actually, useful, is actually, actually, yeah, useful. So, you yeah. know, take it, I it, think it, that's it. good as well
0: because sometimes like, me when my mum gives me advice sometimes because it's coming from her and we sometimes have this weird relationship I'm like okay whatever but if I actually listen mm. it might it is actually useful I think oh you know yeah. what well, I'll actually good <laughs> I'll take that on next time not that so you know true, admit, you're but... saying, no, true,
1: yeah true. so i would say that's a yeah, really important thing um no one to ask for help if you need it as well like yeah there are so many times where the health visitors and stuff would ask me you know how you're doing i would just say i'm fine because the thought of me telling a health visitor that i'm struggling makes me absolutely cringe yeah which is really bad because that's what they're there for but yeah just open up if you need to open up it doesn't have to be to a health visitor because i feel like even now i probably still wouldn't be comfortable sitting down telling a health yeah because health they don't know me so if there's someone that you feel comfortable to tell then yeah tell them that you're struggling um or find something like as I did to kind of help you deal with that which is therapeutic if it's writing if it's music anything just find your thing and I guess leading on from that try and take time out for yourself to yeah to do what makes you happy because motherhood can be hard and it's like a range of different emotions and sometimes you go to bed and you just think what have I actually done to make me happy like you've put all this energy into caring for everybody else in the house but what have you actually done for yourself um, yeah. which then makes you feel quite true. sad as well it makes me feel quite sad as well so do what you need to do to make you happy um, even yeah. if it's a tiny little thing because um, I
0: think people always say oh like I haven't got time or whatever but I feel like for me when I know like, the day's gone by and I haven't done anything for myself mm. my mood is disgusting mm. and and not on purpose but mm. that's just how it is and it will go to the children and unconsciously I will be a bit <laughs> quick with them yeah, yeah. same so. thing you know it's like people understanding that it's actually not a luxury like it's a need you need to do like so even the five minutes that mm. do yeah. you actually make a difference to yeah. your day but no that's true so I definitely need to go back and read the newsletter for, for um, thoroughly and get these 10 tips on my phone because <laughs> you forget it though isn't it? Yeah, you know yeah. it, but you still forget it as yeah. the day goes by okay so for every podcast I want to end them by asking you two questions so the first question is what does motherhood mean to you
1: motherhood to me I think is well the first word I think of is just unconditional love that's two words but (laughs) unconditional love just no matter what like this I don't know I just look at my son I just like wow like I think I even wrote this on my tip as well like one of my tips you think you know what love is like and then you meet this human being and it's just i have even just getting emotional <laughs> thinking. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I didn't expect to cry today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say unconditional love. And then I would say just equipping um, your tiny little human being as much as you possibly can just to be the best version of themselves they could possibly be. Um, just to face the big bad world when they... Become an adult. Oh, Scylla, what? <laughs> Getting emotional.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy. Um, that's, yeah, that's... that's what I want, though. Because, like, literally, we go day by day, just being mum. We don't really stop and just take it in, like, what does this actually mean yeah. to me? And like you're saying, unconditional love. Like, the love I have for them, and the love they love their head back for me. Like, I can't do no wrong, unless I don't give you a biscuit. But I, don't, <laughs> I generally can't do no wrong yeah. in their eyes. And it's just, it's lovely to know that. So, no, it's... It's all right to be emotional. It makes sense to be emotional. <laughs> okay, and then the last question. So, if you had the whole day to spend on yourself, what are you doing with it?
1: <laughs> um, gosh, that just. Well,
0: Claire. Last time I said to Claire as well, she was like, um, "Do I have all the money in the world as well?" <laughs> so, if you need a bit, if you need to add some free zero to your account as well to make the, the best day, then okay. feel free to do that.
1: I would think part of my day, no, I don't know which part of the day it would be, would consist, and this is really random, would consist of me driving in my car by myself, listening okay. to music really loud. There's yeah. something about dropping off Elijah <laughs> and just sitting in the car, driving by myself, listening to my music at the volume I want, which is so yeah. empowering to me. Like, And I feel like I even drive, it's a really bad state, I feel like I even drive differently when Elijah's not in the car.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, get so, yeah. I get that.
1: Yeah, that makes me happy, just not having that anxiety, I guess, whilst driving and just listening to my music. Yeah, music is. Oh, I love music, so yeah, music is a big thing for me, so yeah, that would be part of my day. Um, I would say going to get my nails done, yeah, I enjoy going to get my nails done, even though it's battered my nails, Um, but we'll still still do that later. But yeah, I'll save that. Um, one thing I always think about doing, which I never actually do, which I would love to do when I um, when we get out of lockdown, is just going somewhere. I, I don't actually go places by myself. Mm -hmm. I always go with a friend or, you know, meet someone. So I'd love to just sit down by myself one day, read a book or just listen to a podcast and just actually stand still, like, just not do anything. So that would definitely be part of my day.
0: I would definitely recommend that as well. Like, probably, I'd say at least once a month but mm. it depends on like schedules i try to yeah. do it more mm. i go to a coffee shop and i get there at, like six forty-five when it opens i just sit there all morning listen mm. to a podcast reading writing and yeah it's the best feeling in the world i so can yes.
1: imagine i'd love to, Definitely I'm to do it. Yeah. the other
0: time i went to costa in the morning and then i called seth and he's like yeah we're fine I said, all right so went to nando's for lunch <laughs> it, but... why not yeah why not exactly
1: <laughs> And I think as well, then in the evening, I'd probably go out for dinner and drinks with my friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. My friends have been actually so great. I think I did worry when I was pregnant because as I say, I'm the first one. Only wh- Yeah. yeah. A child. So I thought like they might just like stop, like they'd probably think, oh, she probably won't be able to come. So like stop inviting me to things. But yeah, they've been really good. They've still invite me and still include me to things. That's really good. Yeah. Which has been really, really encouraging. Um yeah, really nice. And I, they even planned me like a, like a little surprise for my birthday, my last birthday, just Aww. to get me out of the house. So that was really nice. So i would definitely say I'd get, go out in the evening with my friends.
0: You need your friends as well, because I think yeah. if you're not careful, like sometimes when we say no to our friends so much, they do stop inviting us mm. to things and then you feel even more isolated. Yeah. So it's nice to see your friends who not on the same journey as you're still making the effort because... You'll be lot sh- of times I'm like, yeah, no, I can't be bothered, and then you go and think, I needed this, man. Yeah, I, I just have <laughs> to understand
1: it. as well. Like um, Elijah's birthday was literally just last week, Wednesday. And yeah. um, my my really good friend sent me in the post. She sent his present, but she actually sent me a present as well. I saw that. That's oh. so lovely. <laughs> I honestly, like, I just nearly broke down when I saw it, because I was just like, it's so nice just to have someone that's not even on the same journey as me just understand. Like, I did feel, either. I don't know if you felt the same, but when it's when it was his birthday, I felt like it genuinely was my birthday as well. Yeah,
0: because I feel like, I'm not going to lie, it's probably more our birthday
1: than your birthday. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> We've
0: had to do all the hard stuff to here. But... I get how this world works and it's your day (laughs) but no it's true because I feel like since I've been a mum I do kind of even on my birthday like kind of say to my mum oh like you know thank you again mum because you kind of brought me here as well like just as much as their day as it is ours so I 100% get that
1: yeah and I'd never really thought about that until literally like last week (laughs) I didn't think so how does my mum feel on our birthday because
0: yeah, yeah as I
1: say she had done all the work so yeah it was really nice just to have someone understand my journey and just know that like it's not been easy because I think the note that she wrote as well, that, that's what got me. She was just like, you're doing an amazing job, you know, happy Aww. birthday to you too. So it was nice just to get a bit of recognition because I guess with mums, it's just like, just get on with it. Like, it's what it's, it's not it's your job, but like... It is a little bit. Today. Yeah, it's so not easy. like it's
0: your job, but that's how it gets kind of pushed, like,
1: you just kind of forget that it's actually in, like a whole other job in itself and you just kind of get on with what you're meant to do but mm-hmm. yeah you're doing a lot and it can be hard so it's nice just to have someone say you know actually yeah, a nice job. pat on the back Yeah, nice
0: thank you yeah no it's true right. that's so true So yeah, so that's us done. So where can everyone find you on socials and how can they sign up to the newsletter and all that good stuff?
1: Okay, so um, at the moment I'm on your Instagram. Hopefully I will get to expand that at a later date. But you can find me on Instagram at at Diary of a Mad... I'll say that again. (laughs) (laughs) At Diary of a Mad Black Mother. Uh, and then if you, you just click and, click the link in the bio you'll be able to sign up just to receive all of the monthly newsletters it's literally just monthly newsletters no other like <laughs> hey you know extras.
0: Hi, <laughs> no extras.
1: it's literally just once a month I know some people might be a bit dubious about you know signing up getting all these emails but yeah, it's literally just once a month and it's just sharing as I say my journey um, for that particular month um, tips on self-care for moms and product of the month as well
0: yeah, and it is helpful. honestly, it's. I feel like it's an easy read, that's what I really like about it. Mm. Like, you know, like some newsletter you get, so I'll go back to it, but yeah. like, every time it comes through, I can just literally read it, take it in, it's like, oh, you know what, that was nice. So that's like, good, yeah, good, I really and I
1: like it. receiving feedback about it, you know, um which a lot of people have said the kind of same thing, it's straight to the point. Because at the end of the day, I'm not just doing it for myself, mm-hmm. I'm doing it to be of to help, to help to other people. So, yeah, if, if I can be of help to at least one person, then I'm done my job, really. So,
0: yeah okay well thank you so much michelle for coming on the podcast thank you so
1: much for having me oh good. don't be
0: silly you're welcome anytime i really enjoyed speaking to michelle so thank you again michelle and one thing i just wanted to highlight was when she spoke about her and her husband and how like they got into maybe little petty arguments and they just coexisting for a while because I think as couples with children it's so easy to do that and just kind of be sailing boats and forget about each other but it's so important that we actually make time for our couples not just ourselves because really and truly it's because we liked each other so much while we even have children together so let's not forget that let's make more effort with each other let's communicate more as well because that's another thing I think sometimes we all keep to ourselves how we're feeling but most of the times the other half is also feeling a certain way so when you actually speak about it and get it off your chest then it's easier to come up for a solution for a way to overcome it thank you again for listening and to keep up to date follow at mums that Meet on instagram or you can follow my personal page at silver crystal